Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Pop the top on the old jacuzzi A rain or sunshine, we're not too choosy Daytime, nighttime, we're always home When you drop on by on your mobile phone To hot tub beers Amber's, ales, and lagers Hot tub beers Slip on in Tasting micro brews from Texas towns, stouts and pilsners, boxing weeds, having hot tub beers, just my friends and me. All right, welcome back to Hot Tub Beers, guys. So we got three special guests in tub today. Really, four special guests because Mariah Pena showed up today. Cheers, cheers to Mariah Pena showing up. Cheers to that. Oh, so, cheers to showing up. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, James, James, James is cheering with his fist because um, he didn't grab a Lone Star out of the cooler. I missed it. That's all. That's all right. We'll get you. Well, we'll get you taken care of, man. Uh, so, man, glad y'all could make it today. So, I want to go around. Absolutely. So, we got our guest from Saloon Door. I want you to go around, introduce yourself, just kind of tell us what role you play at Saloon Door. We'll start over here. Oh, we're, oh, we're having a debate. It's okay, Louis. All right, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Louis. I'm one of the brewers, uh, sales rep, delivery guy. Uh, wherever I need to go, I work, but mostly I'm a brewer. Brewer, sales rep, delivery guy. Okay. So the beers we taste today, they're your recipes? Uh, they were recipes that we all collaborated together. Uh, the first one was already made, which is the tasties that has been a staple since the very beginning. Okay. And then, uh, our, uh, Doc Hop Day, uh, we collaborated ideas and, and made this beer. And then, uh, what are the beers we got? The Kima Suprema. Mm-hmm. That one yes. also, uh, it's our, it's our light style beer that we just we can't make enough of it now nice <laughs> we were just playing around the first time to make it and now we can't make enough of it nice man <laughs> looking forward to having it james you're up next uh my name's james miller um i started off as a bartender worked my way to bar manager uh then got into the sales rep game um and been doing sales ever since uh recently i was offered a uh, part of the company uh, so I'm now part owner as well. Nice. We got the big wigs in the hot tub no, today. I say that. Nice. We're going to say it. Once we've said it, it's true, James. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Sylvia. I'm Sylvia, Houston beer mother on Instagram. Uh, I do social media influencing, and for Saloon Door, I'm a brand ambassador, help with their social media and marketing. Nice. Uh, oh. Big wigs. <laughs> there we go. We we got the uh, the triumvirate in the hot tub today. The saloon door triumvirate, guys. Thank you for for joining us today. We really appreciate it, especially because uh, that was a little bit of a drive down in Webster, Texas. Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so how long was the drive to get here today? Uh, an hour. Yeah, a little less than an hour. Oh, that's not too bad. Traffic was all it's right. A Sunday, so not a lot of not a lot of people. People that are still hungover trying to get home. So not, <laughs> not the crazy Saturday. Afternoon, people. Exactly. <laughs> it's a Texas commute. Beer, right? so yeah. That's right. Houston beer is that 
but everywhere you know you go in town it's going to be at least a 20 minute drive even it's if if it's in your area if it's yeah. south of houston yep. if it's in middletown it's going to be about 20 minutes what's another 40 Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you very much for making the drive. So I wanted to start off. We're going to sample one of your beers to start off. And so which one did you want to start with? You tell me. Or we can go dock, then go Kima, and then go tasty. I mean, we can do that, too. Go from the hoppy. Like hey, listen, this is this is your show. <laughs> you you get to decide. Yeah. So we're going Doc Hoppaday. So we're going to start with Doc Hoppaday Hazy IPA, 6.8% alcohol. Um, anything special about this beer that you wanted to tell us about before we started getting sipping on it? It's just a, a classic uh, East Coast uh, Hazy IPA, all Citra. That's the only, only hop we use for this beer. Nice. Uh, and uh, our Hazy Yeast that we use. Your hazy yeast that you use. Okay, so what? That's right. That is right. We're going to talk about that. Hey. Um, so, as we get into this beer, I want to ask about Saloon Door itself. Tell me about Saloon Door. Tell me the history of Saloon Door. Uh, how it got started. The whole the whole backstory. Yeah. So uh, I guess. A lot of that would deal with the four main owners. Uh, Jason Graham, he's our CEO. His father, uh, Jeff Graham, he's our uh, COO, I guess, chief (laughs) officer of operations. If he can't make something work, he knows someone who can. Uh, Then we have Austin Weber. Uh, He's our CFO and legal extraordinaire. Uh, And then we have Josh Anderson, who's uh, our CBO, chief beer officer. Uh, nice. Uh, uh, the four of them really got everything started. Uh, I guess the idea for Saloon Door was first born in California. Okay. Um, San Diego. Uh, Jason was running a batting uh, operation and baseball uh, coaching facility. Uh, and across the street from him was Mother Earth Brewing. Uh, and he quickly realized all the parents dropping off their kids for practice and going right over to the brewery <laughs> saying that is know, beautiful have a great hour kids we'll see you later um and obviously you know at that time maybe 10 years ago uh or so you know craft beer was booming and still is booming um especially over in san diego area uh so he saw that opportunity and wanted to uh capture that uh, and he knew all the people who to call. Um, his uh, brother-in-law, Josh Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, he already knew that he was a brewer. He wanted, he already had all of his, you know, a lot of his beers, and he wanted that to be our our main guy. Uh, shortly after, we got in touch with Austin's cousin, uh, Alex Weber, and he uh, quickly became on board with us and is also part owner, uh, and he's uh, our... Head brewer? Head brewer. I didn't know what, like, <laughs> term. I, just, I don't want to just call it brewer, you know. Um, and then shortly after that, we got our boy Lewis here. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, 2016, our doors opened, and uh, we've been trucking along ever since. Nice. And so, uh, saloon door, the, the obvious 
deal in the Houston area that everybody knows Saloon Door for is Tasty AF. Like, that's the, the flagship. But I'm glad that you brought something a little bit different here. So I'm glad we got you in the hot tub, Lewis, because you could tell us exactly about this beer, how it's brewed. And so give me the details on Doc Hoppaday. So, yeah, so it's just a classic uh, East Coast uh, hazy IPA, uh, six, uh, I think six and a half percent. So it's a nice, easy drinking, you know, by the pool, you know, wherever you want to do. And uh, it's not too harsh where you can only have one and then it's a done. So yeah, so our recipe is just basically light, easy malts, and then our hazy uh, yeast that we use. Okay. And then uh, just citra hops. It's all citra. So when you say hazy yeast, what yeast are you using, and, and why are you calling it a hazy yeast? Well, I don't know if I can give out that information. <laughs> oh, is it a trade secret? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh. Usually it's something that we keep in house. That yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's a it's a family family recipe that we try to keep in house. Yeah. Okay. Nice, man. So it, looking at this beer, it, it is definitely hazy. We're not going to mistake oh, this yeah. as being a, a clear beer. On the nose, it's, there's, there's a little bit of citrus, but there's, there's, a lot of, there's some pine in there yeah. that uh-huh. I kind of dig. Would you call this a third coast IPA, Lewis? Well, that, that, that's, anything, that's something that we started trying to do. We, we came in and uh, started a uh, Texas Coast IPA series. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that then. Yeah. So we first started just because of this beer because we're like, hey, we'll, let's try to make a light, easy, clear beer. You know, make IPAs clear again. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah. God bless you, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and we ran with it, and we, we we wanted the ABV to be around seven. We wanted it to be a, a, a nice beefy beer, you know, with uh, good flavors, good hops. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes we can't advertise our hops, uh, not because we can't, but because we don't have the the design, the technology to put like on a screen or some shit like that. Okay. But uh, but yeah, we use very good hops. Some of the hops that you know sometimes are pretty expensive that we're like you know let's do it. That's okay. That's cool. And so like listening to you talk, I really enjoy it. like the there's some secrets that are going on in Saloon Door. Yeah. And so a lot of the people that we've had in, some of them are like throwing it out on the table. If you can make it as good as we can, then do it. And some of them are like, all right, I'm going to keep this a little bit to, uh, to ourselves. I think we went to New Magnolia. New Magnolia was real kind of, they didn't want to talk about the recipes or the hops that they were putting in. So why is that a deal? Like, is there a special recipe that you made up that's on your own priority deal? Or, or like, tell us the reasoning behind I mean, keeping it secret. Keeping it secret is like uh, keeping it like uh, a mystery. People like mysteries. Okay, I like that. I like, uh, I like uh, that is the best yeah, answer I've heard. Some people, they don't want to be told. They're like, yes, I would like to know you're going to use hops. You're going to use yes. uh, grain. You're going to use yeast. But just our, our special little twist that we do to make this beer, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure someone else is doing it. Yeah. But I'm, I'd rather. But not as good as Saloon Door? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. So, yeah. I love it. That's cool. A little mystery in the glass, right? A little suspense draws you in. Yeah. I enjoy that. I appreciate that. So, Sylvia, this you are Saloon Door's marketing manager. You run the Instagram and things like that, correct? I do help them with the Instagram, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, our, our team is so well put that we all kind of do a little bit of everything. So, I work with Jessica, who's the taproom manager, um, and then I work with Janelle, who's uh, Jason's wife, one of the owners, okay. and we all kind of collaborate on what the content's going to be, what are we going to be promoting this week, you know, you know how it is. But uh, how do we drive business to the tap room? So, yes. 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 So this beer, this is obviously a beer you've had to promote. 
easy promotion on this beer? Oh, yeah. I mean, Doc Hoppaday has, has been really just kind of a favorite, right? So, you know, Sundor's kind of leaning on the Western feel, right? Uh, yes. There's, a, there's several beers that are Tombstone related. Yes. Doc is at the center of that. Okay. You know? So. Why? Why the? Why the Western theme? Why the? Is it because it was California based in the initially? Or, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, that's a good question. That's it's, a great it's, question. It's, it's, <laughs> that's for sure. Yes, well, it does. So, in Texas. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we do have that sort of motif about us, um, and we were kind of trying to stick true to that at the very beginning, and then realize that you know we're kind of putting ourselves in a box. Uh, in some aspects, you know, okay. some of the beers that we have, uh, like the Doc Hoppaday, like just a kick-ass name um, and definitely a Tombstone reference. Then we have beers that are kind of like Southern sayings, like Caddy Corner mm-hmm. or uh, Persnickety. You know, we have beers like that. But then we also have our number one beer, which is the Tasty AF. And, you know, I don't know if that's Southern, but... Uh, it's just supposed to speak for itself, though, yeah, right? You know, it speaks for itself. Um and then, you know, we have some other beers that we go Brewster. along the way. Uh, Brewster Cogburn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, but, oh, True Grit I'm... reference, you know. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, we have beers that are fluffy nuts. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> r- ridiculous AF, you know. So, you know, we, we just, we kind of have fun with it when we want to, you know. Nice. So, on this beer, on the hazies, and we talked about hazies a lot on the show, right? And so... A lot of times we get hazies, and there's a lot of shit floating around in the hazy, oh. and that's what makes it hazy, right? Like when we went somewhere, and they're like, "All right, you gotta roll the can to make oh. it hazy." Uh. I'm like, "No, dude, I don't want you to roll the can and make it hazy because I don't want to drink. I want to drink beer, not not the shit in the bottom." Now this one is, I will tell you, it's it's there's a heavier mouthfeel to it. Uh, it is dry on the finish, um, but to me. There's not a lot of shit in there. There is that yeasty flavor to it. But if that's your hazy yeast, then that's what you're looking for, yeah. correct? Yeah. So uh, it is – I mean, tell me your thoughts, Mariah. I'm really enjoying the citrus flavor and the pine nose, really enjoying it. The When I'm tasting, I'm getting more citrus than I am pine, mm-hmm. far more citrus than I am pine. And the the mouthfeel is it's, – it's, it's nice. It's nice in my mouth. It's It's a little thicker, a little girthy. Jake would be impressed. (laughs) Yeah, Jake's not here. We could talk about how he likes girth in his mouth. Yeah. It's facts. Facts, yeah. Oh, yeah. He only likes meat in his mouth. Um, I I love this. I am going to be one of those people to say I didn't realize, and I, I apologize, I never had anything else besides Tasty from Saloon Door. And when what a communist. This, when y'all brought a hazy, I was like, okay, let's let's see how this is beautiful. I, mm-hmm. I quite enjoy the fact that you do get that citrus, you do get that pine on the nose, and it doesn't leave like a very. Sometimes you get this when it's just like a hazy IPA, you get a little bit of like a, a mouth like fill. Yeah. Yes. But this this is. Oh my god, this is beautiful. I will drink this 10 out of 10 all the time. This I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, this isn't one where the hop oil is going to go coat no. your tongue, but the hops are still present. Absolutely. It's like very, very nice hop flavor. Very nice hop aroma on this beer. So, guys, I know this is your first time on the podcast. We are an incredibly judgmental podcast. Okay? This is how this works. Okay? So, we have... Number number one in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We have created our own industry standard uh, rating scale on beers, right? And so, what we're going to end up doing is we're going to rate your beer here just a little bit. Um, As the brewer, I want you to rate it on zero to four. 
how close to perfect is it for you, right? So instead of, you know, how much you like it or not, because you're the brewer, I want you to rate it on what can I do better, what, can I, what, what should I have done here, um, or I'm a badass and I nailed it the first fucking time. So th- these are all, so zero is I would like to burn the brewery down. Nobody else should ever drink this beer, okay? This is, this is something that should be wiped from the face of the earth. Four is I need this every time I sit in the hot tub and drink beer, okay? So that's a rating skill. Now, caveat to the rating skill, decibels are infinite. You may use decimals in any way possible. You can have repeating decimals. You could use infinite decimals. Like, it, it could go on forever. It's, it's completely up to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, we, there was some, we had a... Uh, a blackberry crumble that was rated pie. pie? Yeah, three, three point one. Yeah, yeah. For I, I don't know. Yeah, I stop at three point one four as well. My wife's a math teacher. She could keep going for a while, but I'm I'm done. I'm done at three point one four. Shout out to Mandy. Shout out to Mandy, the math teacher. So I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm going to rate it first. I'm going to jump in first. So this one I really enjoy. I'm not a super huge fan of hazy IPAs, but. To me, what this one that would make me come back to this one is the pine notes on it. I really enjoy it, man. And that's like that, that, that Texas coast. And I like that you bring that up, right? There's this Texas coast feel to it. This says the East Texas woods. It's got the Gulf Coast citrus on it. it it's, it's really, really nice. The, to me, the yeast, I personal preference, dial back the yeast a little bit on it. But other than that, I really enjoy it, man. This it's it's a hazy that's hazy for a specific reason. It's not hazy because there's a bunch of junk floating in it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this one at three point four eight seven six two, right? Okay. Three point four eight seven six two. It's up there. This is something that I'm gonna come back to. This is something I enjoy sitting in the hot tub drinking on a spring day. This is something I'm really glad that you brought it to the hot tub. Oh, yeah. So yeah, thank you. thank you very much. So I'm gonna throw Mariah under the bus. Mariah's gonna go next. <laughs> then we're gonna go to. The social media influencer, then the part owner, and then the brewer himself. All right, I'm going to make it quick. I'm just going to say that I love this. As someone who was completely biased that, I, again, I did not know y'all made anything else, but this is fantastic. I would say that it is it is a hazy IPA to where if people aren't introduced to IPAs, this is something that you would give them mm-hmm. to I kind agree. of make them, make them enjoy it and make them enjoy yeah. we'll the craftsmanship. The, the gateway. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> So, so gateway, I, hazy IPA. like 3.56627834. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice use of the decimals. I know. Very yeah. good job. I love it. So, oh, fantastic. All right, Sylvia. So, you have to promote this beer. And, you know, I promote a lot of beers. <laughs> like most craft beer, you know, influencers and social media folks, we are not loyal. <laughs> but I love this beer. Um, and you mentioned kind of the whole pine notes and the resin and all of that. That's still very prevalent in this beer. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a 4.20. I love this beer. (laughs) I also think it's very similar to some of my favorite brands in Houston. So I'm a big uh, Spindle Tap fan. They Mm -hmm. do a beer called Heavy Hands. It's a double IPA. Mm -hmm. It's very much like this. I kind of refer to this beer as like a baby hands. Um, Even Josh does too. He's like, this is kind of, it's an all citra batch. And the, the beers are very similar in a lot of ways. But this one, this one carries that pine note a little more than than uh, heavy. Hit. Yeah, yeah. You said four point two zero. Son of a gun! She broke the scale on the first one. I, this is better than perfect. Nice job. 
All right, James, part owner, you're invested in this more than all of us. You're invested financially and emotionally in this beer. So so give us your rating on a zero to four scale. Uh, I definitely think that this is a 3.6 for me, um, 3.60. Um, <laughs> we're, we're still, that's a hard six. That's a all right. Six. <laughs> um, no, uh, I just really love this beer. Uh, ever since we've put it out, it's been a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I can always come back to it. It's always something that I can... Uh, hand out to others as well, just as Mariah was talking about earlier. I do think that this is a very approachable hazy IPA for people who Agreed. haven't experienced that before and want to try. Uh, I think that this is a great one for starting. Uh, again, p- potentially the Gateway Hazy IPA. Gateway uh, Hazy IPA. We may have just renamed it, Lewis. I, I like that. That's pretty good, dude. So, yeah, that, and that's how we come about a lot of beer names. It's just drinking beer and coming up with fun ideas and, and a lot of fun ideas that's cool man oh, i love it that well that's that's part of the fun that's why we started this man you sit around and we're drinking beer laughing having a good time and now we just renamed a beer yeah yeah, yeah you're welcome so tell us so as the brewer right you you got a lot of sweat equity in this beer yeah. kind of tell us how close to perfect is this so 4.0 perfect zero i'm never brewing this beer again yeah. i'll say uh 3.8 Nice. Okay, so on that 3.8, that last point two, five three. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, Lewis, cheers, sir. Guys, yeah, it's, it's it's okay. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Even with that rating, I mean it. Oh, it's two months. Oh, that's, that's that's pretty good. Nice. I like that, man. So for the for that last little point one. However, else the decibels work out, yeah. On the on the on the difference there between your rating and four, what would you do to bump it to a four? I mean, we could do a lot of things. I mean, but I think it's good where it's at. Trying to okay. get perfection is is just trying to be ambitious. You're just trying to be ambitious. Right now, we made this beer for the average beer drinker, uh, more of a uh, more very approachable, uh, easy drinking, not too much over the top. We were drinking too many hazy IPAs there at the brewery that we were mm. just like, we need to make our own. Mm. Okay. It's different than other people. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to say their beer is the perfect beer. Yeah. I mean, I won't say ours is the perfect, but it's good enough where you're like, I could drink another one. Yes, and agreed. I drink another one after that. And I'm going to recommend this beer to somebody else. Yes. So, I mean, it was, it was something that we sat down and, and uh, collaborated ideas with uh, all, everybody. Everybody, James, the brewers, uh, the owners were like, we want everybody's opinion. Not just, oh, this is my beer, I'm brewing it. Yeah. Nobody else has any to say so. I love so, that. Yeah, 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 it's kind of it's a collaborative effort. It's a community over there, man. I love that. We're, we're a team. We're, we're a team, and yep. we got to, you know, take everybody to account. We know even Jeff. Jeff is an older man. He doesn't really like IPs, but he'll tell you the truth. <laughs> the, <laughs> I love those old guys that have come in. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no, uh, there's no pussyfooting around any of it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. We got to get everybody. He, that and, and, uh, he does love that beer. And uh, so yeah, so that that was that was our intent to make this beer approachable to the common person that's barely jumping into craft beer. Absolutely, we're not we're not trying to scare people off or try to overdo this beer. Be like, oh, this should win gold every time. Well, that's what we expect. You know what? We've rated it high at hot tub beer, so you've officially made it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Oh my god. Yeah, this. <laughs> Second best? Well, yeah. before we get there, I want to 
I want to I want to bring attention to the National Beer of Texas that we have in our hands. So we we warmed up on some Lone Star, except for James. Steve, if you have a moment, whenever you get a moment, will you grab James uh, uh, Lone Star out of the cooler? And then I want to I want to talk about this. So the reason we keep Lone Star, I like this is constant in my fridge. It's it's a uh, it's a palate cleanser on the on the on the podcast, just simply because this is like going back to neutral for us like this is going back to home right and so i wanted to ask y'all as guests of the show everybody's first time on the show we want to know what was the first beer what was the first one that you recall drinking that like whenever you drink it it takes you back to neutral it takes you back home Mm. louis will you want to go first well shit the the beer that got me into drinking was bud light it was bud light that was it i ain't even gonna lie you know it was the cheapest beer my parents could afford and when i was 15, 16 years old, 17 years old. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. That, that's what was in the fridge. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I love that. And so do you still go back to it? you still keep no, some in the fridge? No? No? no it's no, it's no, gone no. forever? Yeah, it's gone forever. Just because it's, it's very too like easy drinking, very watered down beer. So It is. Once, once you step that forward, it's hard to go backward. That's, uh, yeah, Isn't that's true. It's crazy how that goes. Like, does anybody have regular beer in their fridge now? Just, I have Modelo. Modelo is oh. usually a you know mainstay. So okay, so is that your Lone Star? No, not really. Um, I think I picked Dos Equis over Modelo. Okay. But Budweiser, you know, we talked about uh. early drinking on it was Budweiser for for me because my dad drank Red Label. Oh. And so, but yeah, I mean, I started drinking Hefeweizen, you know, beers, Lone Star or Lone Star uh, Live Oak. Live Oak. Was really okay. My first beer craft beer that I really gravitated to and uh, I, I was like okay it's a you know a hef so it's a foundation for my future which is hazy IPA right <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I mean I've only I guess I've only been drinking craft beer for like maybe the last nine years okay ten if you want to stretch it but and before then it was Dos Equis and Modelo you know as a teenager I never really you know did any of the college drinking and that type of stuff okay um I didn't start drinking until you know, maybe 22, 23. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're just going to live a little bit longer than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, tell us, what was your Lone Star? Uh, I guess my Lone Star would have had to been Miller Lite. Um, and, uh, nice. I actually still drink it to this day. Um, out on the golf course, if I don't have any of my own craft beer or if I forgot to pack any, Miller Lite's always there for me. Mm-hmm. Um I may have polished off a six pack last night. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Um, yeah. But oh yeah, I still go back to Miller Lite often. Nice, nice guys. I want to thank you for coming out and coming in, sitting in the hot tub with us. Uh, I, this is a lot of fun for us. Uh, it's it's it's. We love this inter- format for interviews, and we enjoy having you here. And thank you for bringing your beer and uh, letting us judge it on our uh, industry standard rating yeah. of 4.0 scale. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into the Kima Suprema. And while we're jumping into the Kima Suprema, we want to find out a little bit more about y'all and how y'all got into the beer industry. So back in a minute. Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So the 
the next beer we got is the Kima Suprema. So you're telling me a little bit about this beer. This is a taproom only beer. We're we're having it out of a crowler here in Hot Tub Beers. Yes, sir. So tell me more about that. Uh, so this is our first attempt at uh, making a light lager. Uh, it's American light lager. Uh, nice and crispy, easy drinking. Um, this is something that we haven't really had a whole lot of experience with in the past making uh, lagered beers. It was only all ales. Um, so this was our first time doing it, and we were very, very happy with the results. Um, we have big plans for this beer to uh, become our next lineup beer and uh, package products. Okay, nice. So we, we just got done talking about our Lone Star, uh, you know, the, the, the go-to. And so, you know, I would say almost universally, the, the beer that we're drinking as the palate cleanser, as the set to neutral, is a light lager, something clean, something yeah. crisp, with kind of almost a neutral, uh, excuse me, a flavor profile. Uh, so this is, would be, correct me if I'm wrong, like the craft foray into that kind of genre, correct? For sure. Yes, sir. And so, lagering this beer, it's a, you said it's a taproom-only release. And we've talked to a lot of breweries about lagering beers, because this is going to take a lot more time. And maybe this is better for Lewis to answer. This is a lot more time spent in a, uh, in a fermenter, a lot more time spent just kind of well, more love put into this beer, right? Temperature-wise, uh, you know, fermentation-wise, all that's got to be at a, at a slower rate. You, you, you start it as a, as a cold uh, fermentation. Uh, it's uh, about two weeks what we're doing okay i know that in the past uh, yeast uh lager yeast was taking about a month month and a half uh we've gotten down to a science that we can get this almost fully fermented in two weeks almost really for wow yeah, nice yeah, dude we, we, we got we found a uh, a good lager yeast and it hasn't filled us yet we can we can uh harvest the yeast and and repitch it and uh do multiple multiple loggers with this piece. Oh. Nice, man. That's very good. With all the secrets. Hell yeah. And so I know that this beer takes a long time to produce, but this is one of the ones that, like, if somebody comes in and is not used to craft beer, they're going to guzzle this shit, oh, yeah, they, correct? They, they are. are they really? They are already. Nice. So how do you keep up with demand, or do you just make it a seasonal? No, it, it, it become a, a, a staple. It, it, we have the... the the blonde, we had a uh, the honey blonde, mm-hmm. and it, it it took its place for a little bit. That people were, were this beer was just moving so fast that we're like, well, we got we got to put the, the the honey blonde on the back burner for a little bit. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. So this was kind of overshadowing some of the other beers that yeah. you're making. Yeah, so nice. Other light beers. It is on the have on the nose. I have not been to Saloon Door. I have oh. not made the like. I am I am horrible about so my my nine to five gig. Uh, it's, it's really like a lot longer than nine to five. So like I'm teaching and I'm coaching. So I'm like limited to a very like this podcast ends up becoming very selfish because I get beers out of my range into my hot tub, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. So this is this is a super big treat for me. So um, having been out to the brewery, had a lot of your beers there at Thistle Draft Shop, and so uh, the brewery is the next step. Yes, shout out to Thistle Draft Shop. Um, you you mentioned that you're you got a big anniversary party coming up. So tell us tell us about that. What's the weekend going to be? Uh, it's actually next weekend, so it kicks off on the 29th. It's a Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday celebration. Wow. Okay. Uh, we're releasing about 
12 or 13 barrel aged beers, um, anything ranging from Imperial Creams uh, to big Russian Imperial Stouts. And then we're also for the first time releasing an Imperial Berliner. So this will be the first sour that's wow. coming out of um, okay. Zillendorf. So if you, if you visit the uh, brewery, you'll notice that most days there's about 20 beers, 25 beers on tap, a couple okay. nitro taps as well. So there's a little bit for everything, but you mentioned this beer, this is, you know, Saloon Doors known for their stouts. They're big, you know, robust, very flavorful and boozy stouts. This is yes. on the opposite end of it. This so, is on the opposite yeah. end of it. Because it was said 4.7 was what's on the can, correct? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely a hot tub crusher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. Would you just coin a new word? Maybe hot I did. Hot tub crusher. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> Look at that. We're innovators here on the podcast. I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not. Uh, we've invented a rating scale. We renamed your other beer, and now we've got a hot tub crusher. Um, on the nose, there is a light, hot profile on the nose, but it's, 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 it's I don't know, I enjoy it. It's, it's not like, so if I'm drinking a Lone Star, I put it on my nose, there's not much coming off of that. Right, that's just kind of just straight beer. This one is it, it is I, I love it because it is that craft foray in that that venue. Um, there's a little bit of corn sweetness on the nose that I'm getting, mm-hmm. uh, but man, it's it, it's really inviting. Now I want to I want to platform off of this, and I want to go. We'll start start with Lewis, and we'll come around. We'll end with Sylvia. So you're now a brewer at Saloon Door Brewing. Kind of tell us your history in brewing and how you got to the point where you're at. I've been drinking beer since I was like 17. Mm. Been drinking beer. My dad was a uh, not an alcoholic, but he enjoyed drinking beer. So I actually have an associate. just a real American. Yeah, I have an associate in criminal justice. So I did. Nice. I, went, I went that route. I worked at a at a federal prison for four years. Okay. Yep. Uh, dealt with crazy people there uh, for about four years, and then uh, moved back to Houston. And then I was working at a at a, ju- at a juvenile for Harris County. Okay. And then did that for another four years. And then uh, worked in the oil field for one year, and then uh, moved back to Houston, back and forth. And then uh, Texas Beer Refinery opened on my side of town okay. in Dickinson, and uh, started helping uh, the brewmaster there with uh, you know just everyday operations from setting to delivering to uh, bartending to bar backing. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's where I got my start. Did that for three and a half years at Texas Beer Refinery. Uh, unfortunately, they closed down, and then uh, I got a call from Jason and uh, asked if I want to continue brewing, and uh, here I am, three, and a half, three years later. So three years later, you've been in Saloon Door those whole three years. Yeah. Nice, man. Good for you. you. Enjoying it so far? Well, it's been a blast. And so where's where's the next step for, for Lewis? You just uh, Are you I'm Saloon Door for life? Door, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, they're, they're talking about expanding, making uh, the business bigger. I mean... That just means more work. That means, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> Cheers. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. And so you say you're from Houston. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school in Houston? Uh, Clear Creek. Clear Creek. <laughs> so, oh, so you you haven't strayed too far from home the no, entire yeah, time. I've You've been down there. Yeah. yeah. Nice. James, what about you? How'd you get here? Uh, so I car. was. <laughs> Thanks, Mariah. In a car. <sighs> oh, sorry. Uh, I first. Uh, I guess started drinking beer uh, for a long time. Started drinking craft beer, uh, probably 2014, 2015, and uh, knew that I had a really big interest in it and wanted to do something in the industry with whomever. Uh, 
and I had the first opportunity to meet Austin uh, at Gracie Baja Jiu-Jitsu School. Um, and that's where we first met. I tried choking him out. Um, <laughs> this is how you met? Yeah. Okay. And then afterwards, I asked oh. him if I could like work at the brewery or do some volunteer hours, and he said, sure. Uh, so I started volunteering in the did, back. Did, was, that, was that out of fear? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. He's like, yeah, you he, just got a job. You got a job. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. He, he, uh, he fended off the choke. Um, but uh, <laughs> He's still here today to tell yeah. the story. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt no, your story. <laughs> um, so I started coming in to the brewery uh, almost every day, just helping out in the back. Uh, on brew days and everything else in between, uh, cleaning kegs and, you know, cleaning the, the brew house itself. Um, I originally wanted to be a brewer, uh, but at the time, we didn't have enough going on for work for me to be a brewer. So yeah. they started giving me bar shifts uh, and more bar shifts and more bar shifts and then became a bar manager. Uh, and I was the bar manager for about two and a half, three years. Uh, and then I went into sales. Jessica became the bar manager. Uh, and I've been doing sales ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll actually be with the brewery six years in October. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Wow. OG. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say OG. Well, close enough. You said 20, 2016, right? So that's what, six years? Yeah, yeah we're 2022. Yeah, you're close enough. We're going to call you OG. We said it on the podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're wait, welcome. That's valid. Yeah, it's, it is valid. Yeah. All right, Sylvia, tell well, us your story. You know, professionally, I have a nine to five or a little more, like you said. Um, I work in the software industry. I do school security for you know, our work. I've been doing that for about 16 years. Um, by night and by hobby, <laughs> I drink beer. Um, I actually run Houston Beer Guide. Uh, that's my uh, my main focus for my beer hobbies. In addition to like you know social media stuff, um, also involved with uh, Pink Foods, Girls Pine Out, um, just you know the local beer scene. And uh, started drinking Soon Door beer probably at least three or four years ago. Um, I mean, I went at the beginning when you guys first opened. Just didn't you know go often. And uh, you know, just found my way in and started spending my money there and then started hanging out with Jason and Janelle and realized, man, this is a really cool, tight-knit family. Um, and just started hanging out. And then they are like, hey, you know, let's work together. And just kind of blossomed from there. From So I've been with Salindor for a little over a year. Okay. Um, just kind of been hanging out, helping them with, you know, event promotion. How do we drive traffic into the tap room? You know, how do we set our brand apart in Houston? And, you know, there's a lot of beer. There's, what, over 75 breweries in yeah. Houston? There is. There's a ridiculous amount of beer. Yeah. And Saloon Door is very conveniently, you know, positioned on the south side, very close to NASA. So mm-hmm. very busy. And the, the brand is, um, you know, it's getting out there all over Texas. And so I want to be a part of that. And, um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. Drinking beer with you, fine people. Cheers. <laughs> so is there, you talked about the brand kind of reaching out and getting all over Texas. So in addition to Houston, where else can Saloon Door be found? Everywhere around Texas. But yeah, uh, so we are also self-distributed. Um, so I go up to Thistle Draft Shop all, all the time yeah. with my deliveries for y'all. Yeah. Um, but uh, we are self-distributing out to Austin, 
uh, Waco, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, nice. And uh, we, we're still trying to do a little bit more work down in the Valley area, uh, trying to figure that one out. Um, yeah. But that's kind of our f- footprint right now. Well, see, Dallas-Fort Worth on this podcast is kind of really known as Oklahoma South. Um, <laughs> it, I, I, don't know, I don't know if they're really a part of Texas or not. How have they received Saloon Door Beer up there in Oklahoma South? Uh, I think it's been pretty well received. Um, we still have to do a lot more work over there. Uh, it's one of the newer areas that we've started to uh, do business in. Okay. Um, so we do have uh, a good relationship over there with total wine um there isn't a whole lot of hebs out that way uh we're working on our relationship with whole foods okay uh more so out that way hebs will start be popping up in the oklahoma south area (laughs) Uh, oh look at it we're converting him mariah i I love it you see that he he kind of like paused a little bit he was like do i oh you don't know you do you do um but uh, all the on-premise locations, uh, they've really taken to us. Uh, nice. We're very thankful for that. Um, one of my favorite uh, spots down there in the Fort Worth area is called Southside Cellars. Okay. Uh, really love just going out there and hanging out. Um, everyone's super cool. It's got a great feel to it. Uh, and everything down in that Fort Worth area that I, I really enjoy. So outside of, outside of the Houston area, which one of those major metropolitan areas is guzzling the most saloon door? San Antonio. Mm. San Antonio? Oh, nice. yeah. They like their beer over there. Oh, yeah. They really like their They're doing some cool stuff. We did a little episode with uh, uh, Isla Street and uh, uh, the Rojo, yeah. the the one that had, was brewed with the uh, Big Red Syrup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We drank it with barbacoa tacos. Oh, shit. Oh, it was nice, dude. Oh, it was badass. They gave us a list. They yeah. gave us a, a checklist on how to enjoy that beer. And That's we, right. We, we listened to Tejano. Yeah, we, we, we threw peanuts in the beer. It was fucking fantastic. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Well, yeah, you, you're a sweet guy, James. The bees are, the bees are flocking to him. Um, <laughs> This beer, like I said before, there's a little bit of corn sweetness on this beer that I really enjoy, but it doesn't overpower the beer. It still finishes a little bit dry to me, which I really like in, in a lager. I don't want to taste it like a syrupy, sweet yeah. corn lager, um, but it still needs it there. It kind of balances it out. Um, what do you think, Mariah? What are you drinking? So I will say um, I'm the nose, for me personally, would have deterred me wholeheartedly. Like really? Straight up. I would have smelled it. I'm like, all right. Just a little bit too corny for me. Maybe this is not my light choice. Okay. But then you get into it, and it's crisp. It's clean. I love the finish on it. And I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm saying it right now. This is two different things. Yes, a little snack is a pilsner, but this, mm-hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, do you have do you have Kima Suprema on tap there at Thistle Draft Shop? If we don't, we should, because this is, this is fantastic. Nice. This is very good. This is crushable. I love this. And again, I was very nor- nervous about the nose, but it's, it comes off really clean at the end. I love it. All right. So I'm going to ask you. You could tell me it's a secret if you if you if you need to. But so tell me about the grain bill and the hot profile on this beer as you're brewing it. So yeah. So this one we do use a uh, all pilsner malt. It's a uh, pilsner heavy. We do use a little bit of crystal malt into it. Okay. Just to give it that nice uh, straw color. Okay. And then uh, just a uh, Lager yeast, the German lager yeast. Nice. That's it. Just, uh, Super yeah, simple. No hops in the in the in the boil. It's just a, a, a tin of, of uh, hop resin. Okay. 
and that's okay so explain that to me so you're not throwing in hops you're just putting in hop resin okay so explain that to us how does that work is a, a concentrated uh just liquid of hop flavor which is extract extracted that sounds from, really cool yeah from the hops okay and, and it comes in a, in a like in a tin can cut it open dump it into the uh into the boil that's nice yeah. Comes yeah, in a can in a can yeah in a can that is pretty cool, right? Okay, so 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 that's that's interesting. So that's that's not something that we've ever like talked about on the podcast. Is this like putting hop resin in as opposed to putting hops in? So are there other things that you're experimenting with? Like we've seen like cryo hops, uh, lupulin hops, where they've like isolated the lupulin to throw it in. Um, there's also been uh, what was that one? And this isn't hops. Uh, Phantasm powder yes. that that uh, Anchorage Brewing is using constantly. Uh, that's do y'all know what that is? I have never heard. Of it. Oh, so it's 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 uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc grapes that are ground down to a fine powder and grapes. Sauvignon Blanc grapes. So they're using it like as an adjunct into hazy IPAs. It's like a it's an adjunct. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it's not for bittering. I know I kind of got away from the oh, hops. Yeah. I got more into additions there. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. My mind kind of tends to take different paths oh, okay. as it goes, and I have to explain myself sometimes later. Oh. But there's all these different experimental stuff that are being thrown into the beers is where I was getting at. Like, are there other things that you're experimenting with outside of just resin hops? Or hop uh, resin, rather? Uh, no, that's it. Just uh, the hop resin. We've, we've talked about trying to use, like, a cryo hop, but they're very expensive. Okay. Because you can get a higher yield, but it does... Uh, stain suspension okay. in the liquid, too, and you've I, I, we've never used it, but from the reviews that we've heard, that you have to uh, let it sit and uh, and crash, crash, uh, let it let it sit a little longer okay. to uh, get less of those uh, particles into the into the beer. Nice. We kind of so. turn and burn our brew house. <laughs> so okay, so how many how many barrel system are you brewing on? On a ten barrel. On a tin barrel. And so the volume you're putting out, you're going to have to keep that thing rolling. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're brewing at least three times. Three times a week. Yeah. So 30 barrels a week you're throwing in there. Yeah. Man, yep. killing it, dude. <laughs> so, Mariah, we're gonna, I'm going to throw you under the bus. You're going to go first. You're going to rate this beer first on our industry standard zero to four scale. Zero and then, and then, then we're going to the saloon door, folks. Ooh. So okay. it's, just, it's just you and me. Okay. Just tell me. Tell me, what are you rating this beer? No, um, wholeheartedly, I, I, again, I enjoy this. The nose deterred me for a little bit, so, but other than that, I'm going to give this, like, solid, like, 3.5. I'm outside. I'm golfing. I'm doing this. I'm at a disc golf tournament. Jake. Jake. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring a six-pack of this. I'm going to bring this out. I'm going to take my friends to Saloon Door, and I'm just like, hey, let's have a nice little ice day. That's what I'm. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm with you as well. Like it's a, It's it's really nice. You did rate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You did. I'm sorry. Um, the uh, to me the nose didn't deter me. I liked the the little bit of hot profile on the nose. That's what drew me in, right? Because I don't want to whether it's it's a lager or whatever. I enjoy the hops being in there. I want to smell it from the beginning to the end. Uh, that kind of brought me in a little bit. Um, but the like yesterday, I went to a buddy's crawfish bowl, went to Thistle, grabbed a six-pack, a little snack to go. This is something that I think would would, would be right there on that level like this is a go-to. If I'm going to go out there and hang out and I'm going to stay at somebody's party for a six-pack of beer, I can stay for a six-pack of, of Kima Suprema. This is nice. It's something I would take with me. I would go 
Seven, eight, two, four, and then I'm going to draw a line over the four. I'm going to have the four repeating into into infinity. Yes, that's that's where I'm going to go with that one. Um, this is this is something that I really feel like could uh, could could get, earn a permanent place in the fridge. I, I really like that. Um, so that being said, guys, if you would ever like to sponsor hot tub beers with a case of Kima Suprema as the official palate cleanser. It will be the official palate cleanser till we drink it all. Uh, hey, we will shout you out every episode. I'm just going to float that out there in the hot tub. Yeah. If you want to pick it up, then line, you may. And then you may. But So, Sylvia, we'll drop it off to you next. So, as the, as the influencer, as the, the marketing lady, where are you rating this beer? I love this beer. I was so happy when this beer came out because it was like, finally, light lagers. I can stay for longer than, you know, two and a half hours at Saloon Door without being obliterated. And so was Lindley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All you know, all my friends that drink lagers and won't touch stouts for the most part are like so happy about it. Um, I think this beer, you know, the corn nose is also kind of a thing for me. Uh, if it wasn't so crisp and refreshing on, you know, the, the body's great, I would probably love it even more. And for that reason, I'd probably give this, a, you know, a 3.75. Um, I drink it every time it's on tap. I'm pissed off when it's not on tap. Same. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I I look forward to this beer and then, you know, what the future of this beer is going to be. It's, sure. it's not in cans now. It's taproom only. Um, and then, you know, maybe in the future this will be in 12-ounce shotgun capable. Oh, yeah. yeah shotgun. This, is, this yeah. is my shotgun beer. If I, definitely. Yes. So, James, we're going to throw it to you. Uh, so we need to know your rating and as part owner. How quickly are you going to get this into cans and get it out to the public? Yeah, uh, that's my priority, number one, to get this in package immediately. Um, but uh, for my rating on this, uh, this is my absolute favorite beer uh, that we make. So I'm giving it a 4.0. There's only two nice. beers nice. in the Houston area, like in this beer uh, class that I would be drinking other than Kima Suprema, and then that's the little snack or the lager beer by Equal Parts. Um, wow. And those are my oh, good call. Those are my top threes uh, in light beer, Houston light beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equal Parts, amazing beer. Scared to get into the hot tub. Oh. They won't get in. What a bunch of yeah, we're calling them out right now. Yeah, get in, the, get in the hot tub. Get in the hot tub. Shout out to Martina, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, we gotta. Yeah, she. Well, yeah, she's she's over there now. She was with uh, Nola. Nola. That's it right. Yeah. Great. I joke around, but I I really like to go to Equal Parts. That's like one of the I best do. tap rooms like, in the city. I, I will say this: it might be the best food truck in the city, oh, without yeah. a doubt. Oh my gosh! I can I've, I've the kids took me over there for Father's Day. Right, uh, it's a couple years ago, and I I hurt myself on food. I had a little bit of beer, uh, but oh my gosh, I hurt myself on food. That guy's amazing over there. Mm-hmm. The El Pobre food truck. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's a stud. All right, now we're to you, Lewis. As the brewer, uh-huh. how close to perfect did you get on this one? Well, I think I can say a, a three nine. This, nice. Oh, yeah. this, I have this beer on tap at my house. <laughs> that is one of the perks of being the brewer. That is badass. You hit tap room only or Lewis's house. Yeah. What's your address? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I, I drink this beer every day, almost. Nice. Okay, so so that one everyday beer I can drink. That point. That point one. What would you do? I, don't know, I think I would still drop it. I think it's still too high for the style. 
I okay. Think, uh, we were trying to hit more of a of a of a lower four, okay. four three uh, area, but our, our brew system it, it likes to make big big beer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only so much uh, dilution water that you can add to a, to a beer until you're not tasting any of the of the flavor of the beer. So yeah. That that that'd be the only thing. Okay. Nice, I like that. Man, thank you for bringing it. Thank you for a crowler so we can really imbibe on that beer. I really enjoyed it, man. Thanks again for showing up. Thank you for being willing to tell your stories. We're going to take a little bit of a break here. When we come back, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going with the flagship beer here, the Tasty AF. Um, And then Tasty AF, while we're doing that, I want to talk about Saloon Door and where it's going in the future, what's coming up, and how are you going to spread your empire when we come back. Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Height, txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So we are uh, we're, we're fixing to do our first nitro pour on the deal on the on the podcast. I said the deal. Oh, on the it's deal. All right if beer gets in the pool. It is all right if beer gets in the pool. So we're going to go. Everybody's lined up. We're going one big pour. Oh my goodness! <laughs> there we go. Oh, that is kind of sexy. Did you get a shot of that, Steve? That is nice. So, nitro pour, <laughs> nitro pour successful. So, we, uh, we just poured into our glasses the Tasty AF. So, Lewis, tell us, what are we drinking? It's, uh, it's just a traditional milk stout. Okay. So, uh, nothing crazy about this beer. It's just a dark style, easy drinking beer that we put on nitro, and we added peanut butter and chocolate to it. Nice. Six percent, uh, so it's something that's not going to put you over the edge like a Russian Imperial or something okay. like that. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, a wildfire beer. A wildfire, wildfire beer. beer. Okay. So is, so explain to me, when you say wildfire beer, why, why are you saying that? Uh, it put us in every city in Texas. I love that. that. beer was being sought out by a lot of people. And a lot of people were mad because we weren't in their city. <laughs> really? Take a trip all the way to Webster, Texas to come and get this beer. Nice. And we can't crowder it either because nitrogen yes. does not act well after you use it. It, it actually goes flat. Uh-huh. So uh, this beer is only on, on tap and drank on tap. There's people that take it and they don't even care that we tell them that it's only going to be good for about 30 minutes. In the crowd. Okay. They take it anyway. And so we just poured it out of a can, but it was beautiful out of the can, right? It's still cascading. You can still see, like, I don't know, you can still see the nitro bubbles dropping, the beer coming up. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's sexy. So how are you achieving that in that can? Well, we uh, purchased uh, a hydrogenation system to can without a widget. There okay. Nice. So, yeah, so we had to do our homework and try to see how we can add nitrogen to a can without a widget. Okay. We are one of the first breweries to achieve this. Nice, man. Congratulations. 
That's pretty cool. I will say, when we first got it in cans, mind you, we don't have it anymore. People were so excited. About oh, it. really? Yeah, it's gone. It's, Perfect. it's sold out. But they were like, how do they keep it? And I'm like, I think there's something in there. Like, it, right? Mm-hmm. But now that I... I will tell them that you guys are magicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, so we actually have it on our label for the Tasty AF cans. There's a whole section of it that explains to the consumer that this is a hard hard pour beer uh, and that you must, well, you must hard pour, you should hard pour mm-hmm. this beer for the best quality. And so... Milk stout. Milk stout is a style that on the podcast has been kind of up and down. Um, the use of lactose in beers, yeah. as far as the podcast is concerned, and in our uh, our very pretentious uh, beer views, um, has been hit or miss. Right? Uh, we've definitely had some sours with lactose. They're like, all right, like keep the lactose out of the damn sour. Yeah. Um, but in a in a milk stout, it fits, but it fits for different reasons. So. Tell us why you decided lactose in this beer. Why a milk stout? Well, milk stouts are usually very easy drinking. They're 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 not designed to be a very bold, dark beer. Being here in Texas, if you want to drink this beer year round, don't make it bold. People usually tend to drink dark beers wintertime. That that that's just the way people are. Yes. And, uh, and opposed to this beer, we were like, let's make it a milk stout where it's easier. You could drink this almost close to like a brown ale as we could to make it easier to drink during the summertime. Okay. Which we do have a lot of summer here in Texas. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, just kind of lightly sipping on this beer, the body there is not, not heavy. Yeah. Like this isn't like I know you get a lot of people in. I say you, but I'm, I'm referring maybe to Mariah and Thistle Drive Shop, or maybe do you get these guys that come into Saloon Door. Like I don't drink stouts; they're like motor oil. Yeah, um, yeah. This is not a motor oil stout. You definitely have motor oil stouts; they have their place, and I like them. Yeah. They do not suck. <laughs> um, but this one, this one is not there. This is a very light bodied stout, and so in addition to the the uh, lactose that you're putting in to make it a milk stout, yeah. you have a couple of other adjuncts in there. So yeah. tell us what those are. So, yeah, so it was just a, a peanut butter and chocolate. It was a, a beer that was also uh, made at Mother Earth in San Diego. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. This is a spinoff? Yeah, so it was something that Josh, our, our brewmaster, was really excited about making at Saloon Door. Okay. So he brought it back, and uh, here we are today still drinking it. You know, it, just, it was just such a good recipe that he put together that uh, – it fit well. So did he work with Mother Earth to put together the recipe, or is this all original? Uh, it was a, a collaboration. Okay. A collaboration, more of his ideas, but more of... Guidance from Mother yeah, Earth. So the guidance. guidance from Mother Earth. That sounded very... Uh, <laughs> like, like you just you just brought me back to center right there. It's like, this beer is brewed with guidance from Mother Earth. Uh, it tastes completely different now. Um <laughs> It, it, it is like, okay, so when you say peanut butter, okay, we on the podcast, we were talking, and Jake tried, uh, what was it, Fluffy Nuts, and he said that he tasted PB2 powder, he's and that's what he thought. Snob, though. He, yes, he is a peanut butter he is. snob. He tastes anything with peanut butter, and he's like... This tastes like part of so, peanut butter. Like, shut up. In, in, in Jake's defense, which I won't do often, um, so he had a peanut butter and jelly food truck. So this guy was like 
balls deep in nut butter constantly. Um, and so, like, so he had some kind of idea where he's going with it, and he is. He's very pretentious about the peanut butter. But Sylvia texted me back on the Instagram saying, this is not PB2 powder. Yeah. What are you putting in here? Well, we, we got a good supplier of uh, peanut butter uh, extract. Okay. And uh, we... We haven't turned back from those guys. They, they make a solid uh, ingredient and uh, put it together really well, and we use it. So and peanut butter extract, is that kind of like your your uh, like your hop extract uh, or your similar. hop resin? Very similar. Okay. But it goes into the into the fermentation stage. Okay. Yeah, so you're not, it's not in the boil at all? No, no. Okay. Opposed to PB2, you have to put it in the boil. Okay. To, to uh, boil off any, any impurities. Okay. And then the, the chocolate, what are you using for the chocolate? Also the same uh, chocolate uh, extract. Extract into the fermenter as opposed to the boil. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so do y'all ever sell the, the base stout without the adjuncts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have it on tap. Also. What's it called? Just, milk, uh, stout. milk stout. Milk stout. <laughs> this milk stout. If you go to Salunder, you'll see that a lot of the beers, you know, that are, I don't want to say the normal beers, but some of the non-packaged beers are like the Amber or a Hellas or, you know, just the beer of what it is yeah. <laughs> right? it doesn't have a fancy name or anything like that <laughs> and yeah i mean as i mentioned earlier saloon doors got at least 20 25 beers on tap at any given time and there's several nitro pours i mean there's a, awesome. sometimes you can catch an imperial cream on nitro which is a real it's a real delight by the way if you haven't had a cream ale on nitro it's a, another experience oh hell yeah yeah um but yeah it's just like some of the some of the things that I like about it is like oh it's just a, it's it's an amber it doesn't have to have a fancy name there's no marketing really to it it no. just it sells itself the yes. beer sells itself and there's something to be said for that if I if I if I got a beer that sells without me renaming it uh, yeah. you know with a with a fancy name there's some quality to the to the beer there it's yeah. backbone yeah. Um, this this beer I I enjoy it. I'm gonna be real honest like so this is my first time having Tasty AF. I've had your other beers. I've had uh, oh gosh, what are the doubles? I would say win. Uh, yeah. So so you're you're. I, I would say I know people are crazy about Tasty AF. When I think of Saloon Door, I think of your double IPAs and those kind of those. That they're more of uh, West Coast IPAs that I really dig. That I thought y'all do a really good job on. Selfishly, I was kind of hoping you would bring one of those, but that's okay. That's okay. This is, but this is my first time tasting it. Um, <clears throat> As far as the stout is concerned, this to me, this is it's no surprise why people are nuts about this beer because this is not this is an entry level stout. This isn't something that somebody's going to taste and goes, "Oh my god, this tastes like motor oil." This I have to chew my beer. I don't, you know, they. This is not that. This is light. This is very light bodied stout, um, and the flavors there are very good in balance. I really enjoy that. That nothing overpowers the other. I'm I can still taste that I'm drinking beer, and I think maybe that's one of my pet peeves. And uh, is that like. If I drink a beer and the beer is lost because of the adjuncts, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, 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 the adjuncts should be there to highlight the beer that I'm that I'm drinking, sure. or maybe add to it, change the profile a bit. But <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we had a moment here. You, you can't, uh, you can't see it. Some bubbles from below. <laughs> bubbles, bubbles from below. We are drinking a milk stout. It's okay. It's acceptable. Uh, there's no issues here. Uh, thank you, Louis, uh, for the laugh. Uh, but <laughs> lactose warning on this on this episode. It's his pockets. He's squeezing his pockets for those of you listening. Um, that's, 
Fucking amazing. Uh, the... The, the the peanut butter and the chocolate there are a really good balance. And uh, we've had some beers from other Houston breweries in the area that are producing stouts and marketing them as that chocolate peanut butter stout. Because if you don't like Reese's peanut butter cups, you might be a communist. Something's wrong with you, right? Um, and so this beer kind of brings you there. But doesn't push you over the edge. It's not a mouthful of Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. It is. It's a beer. It's a nice stout with hints of that peanut butter cup to to accentuate it. To me, yeah. anyway. Yeah. What do you think, Mariah? I mean, I'm completely biased. Um, <laughs> when I first wanted to get a job at Thistle, I went in, I sat down, and Elton was like, "You need to try this," and I fell in love with Tasty. Okay. So I'm I'm a little biased because I think this for me I'm gonna just jump into the rating. This is a four. This is a this is a four for you. Oh my gosh. Mariah's so excited. We're rating early. Nice. Um, I think it's beautiful. People, I can't keep enough of it. Like it's it's ridiculous. People love this. Are just fantastic. It's very light body. It's something. We can enjoy out here. It's like what? Let's like eighty degrees. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're probably creeping towards eighty degrees yeah. outside. We're outside in the hot tub, and it still it's it still, still fits. Nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I love this. So before I get into the rating, I wanted to talk to y'all about Saloon Door, um, and, and we talked about the history of Saloon Door, how I got started. We talked about y'all's roles and how you came to be a part of Saloon Door. But Saloon Door is is not done it's not going anywhere where is saloon door headed like what are some events that are coming up and what are your plans for world domination <laughs> when we mentioned the six-year anniversary we're going to have a blowout yeah. this upcoming week so i don't know when this podcast is going to be aired but tuesday okay great so this weekend <laughs> Webster, uh, friday saturday and sunday there's um rumors of live music on friday saturday we're going to have barbecue and crawfish. We've, nice. uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have 13 barrel-aged beers releasing at different nice times, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's also going to be a brunch, so if you want to come and hang out early Sunday, Sunday fun day, um, there'll be some uh, really good, you know, brunch-style food. Um, there's also VIP tickets that are available. It's $65. You get the VIP experience. You pretty much have open, you know, roam around the brewery. You're going to have access to the tours. You're going to get, uh, you know, barrel-aged flights. You're going to get a growler to take home. Um, so nice. if you're interested in that, glassware. you know, yeah, glassware is also included. Um, it's going to be a hell of a party. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. So come out and, and see us. I think the busy day will be Saturday, but Sunday's also going to be a really awesome day. Oh, yeah. Hang out and join. So, oh, what time is the event going down? Um, so Friday, uh, the you know, tap room opens at 4, so you can get there at 4 and stay okay. until whenever. 3? Okay, so yeah, they're open early. Friday at 3, right? Friday at 3? 4. Okay. Uh, They'll let you in if you show up at 3. Show, show, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. show up at 3 and beat the crowd. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll close at midnight. Yes, yes. Same thing uh, Saturday. It'll be, you know, noon all day. Um, you know, you don't start kicking people out until sometimes midnight. You know, I've been there. you got to go out to the, you got to go out to the brewery. It's a, you know, it's 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 definitely on the list this summer. Like as we get closer to uh, to the summer, like the hot tub beers calendar opens up a little bit more, uh, and then the hot tub goes on the road. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the pictures on the Insta web, uh, but we blow up the pool, we put it in the back of the truck, and we park in your parking lot, and we uh, <laughs> we drink your beer. Uh, that's that's just kind of the the mo of the show. We yeah, just we take it on the road. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude. It's every everybody that comes into the hot tub. It's it's. They, they, 
I don't, I don't know that we've had a guest who said like, "I'm not coming back, dude. This yeah. sucked." Um, every everybody everybody has a good time, uh, and so yeah, I'm glad you are here. Glad you have a good time. I'm glad you want us out of the brewery, yeah, because we will drive the truck to the brewery this summer, um, and we will sit in the parking lot. We'll drive in the uh, in the brewery if you'd like us to. Yeah, yeah we're the doors. Oh, hell yeah. It's going down. Yeah, we'll park right by the, by the fermenters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so That's after the – uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's all I want in life is to be able to drink, drink beer. beer. In the back of a truck by a fermenter. <laughs> oh. We did, it, we did it at B-52. I know. And we did it at Frosttown. Before they – like we, we were in Frosttown before they opened. I did love that when we were at New Magnolia – the runners, the runners club were like. Oh yeah, so we were in the parking lot at New Magnolia, the Eureka Heights Run Club. Yeah, they 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 thought it was hilarious. Uh, so okay, so we got the anniversary party going down, and then what else? What's what's going else? Where are we going? Uh, we're doing a, a big beer release here uh, soon with uh, the Pink Boots. Um, we're gonna. Oh nice. Uh, yeah, we're uh, doing the 2019 uh, Pink Boots IPA. Okay. Uh, we added a little bit of uh, hibiscus into it as well. Um, I really don't know much about this beer other than that it's <laughs> going to be great and delicious, and I can't wait to drink it and sell it. Uh, but uh, Lewis could tell us more about the beer and everything like that. So, yeah, so the, the hop blend that they put together was a, more of, I would say, a, a dankier uh, hop blend. Oh, yeah, so nice. On the, on the dankier side, I think we tried to hit, uh, what was it, uh, about between uh, between six and seven is yeah, where we so tried. It's about six point eight percent ABV on this uh, IPA. Uh, we went with our, our Texas Coast uh, recipe. We went with our Texas Coast uh, okay. recipe, so it's going to be nice, easy, clear, uh, and we did add hibiscus. We put hibiscus uh, flour into it, about twenty pounds for a, a oh, ten, nice. uh, twenty barrel batch. Okay. So the the, the beer is going to be pink. Okay. Oh, cool. So we got a Pink Boots IPA that's coming out pink. Nice. Yep. And then uh, once we have the release party, you know, um, I encourage everyone to come out. As you Absolutely. know, pink, pink Boots is a you know nonprofit organization about getting more women into the industry and supporting the education roles of you know brewing, um, beer serving. I mean, pretty much all of the different levels of of you know where you can be in the industry. And uh, every pint I, I think is going to go is going to be a dollar from every pint sold is going to go back to the Houston mm-hmm. chapter uh, which is growing and is you know starting to be you know yeah, sounding big yeah, big, yeah. It's, it, big, it, yeah. It's, it's always been a big organization but in Houston really starting to get its foothold so yeah. we're really happy about supporting the chapter um, and being a part of it this year this will be our first year so yeah. pumped about that nice and so as far as world domination is concerned where are we going? Is, is there plans to hook up with a distributor instead of self-distributing and getting outside of the state? Or is this going to be like, you know, like other, other like Bluebell, like you, you got to get it in Texas? Um, so it'll probably be Bluebell for a little while. <laughs> um, we really like it here in Texas. We love Texas. Um, we are part of Texas. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely some plans here uh, with most likely some distributor uh, to grow our footprint here in Texas. And then once when we can serve all of Texas as much as we can, then we'll most likely start looking into outside of the state. Nice, man. Oh, yeah. Nice. Take care of your locals first, you know? Yeah. Houston first. Take care of home. And then we'll go. It is. It, and that's something that we've talked about on the podcast, too. Like, there, there seems to be a regional palette. Like, Houston people love Houston beer. 
Um, you know, DFW beer comes down here, Oklahoma South, as we like to call it, um, comes down here, and they have some decent beer, but it, to me, I haven't found anything from them that matches up with Houston beer. Um, it, it, it is what it is, you know. I think there are some beers. There was a brewery that's defunct now that was out in Alpine, Texas, uh, Big Ben Brewing. I loved their beer. Absolutely loved their beer. Did you really? That was, but that was part of. I guess I, I spent a lot of time growing up and out, out of West Texas. Spent a lot of my summers out there, and so you know, maybe that's just my regional palate, or maybe my mind, mind fucking myself into thinking that that's amazing <laughs> beer. Uh, but it was really, really good beer. Um, I enjoy that, but uh, that, that is kind of fun. Like Texas people like Texas beer, and even then, I'll drink DFW beer before I go to uh, you know Arkansas beer for sure. <laughs> No way, we're going Oklahoma beer. Um, we did, we did, we did have an Oklahoma beer. So the the brewer at uh, Frosttown, okay, is went to Oklahoma State University. And so afterwards, we sat out on the patio and did a mini episode. He had a beer called Chug Norris. Oh, it was a hazy IPA. He said this is the one that everybody just smashes up in Oklahoma. And so we did it. I'm not going to reveal too much because that will be released after this episode. Uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the Oklahoma might have redeemed itself a little bit with Chuck Norris. Uh, I'll, I'll say that out loud. Um, but, man, guys, I want to go back to this beer. It's Tasty AF. Now, Mariah already jumped the gun. She was a little excited. A little, uh, little premature rating there. A little premature rating. I came a little too yeah. fast. That's, you know what? There's no judgment here. Yeah. Premature release. It's not you. It's me. I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's a, the, the first one's for me. The second one's for her. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's how it usually works on the podcast. So the... Uh, <laughs> So, I want to <laughs> I want to rate I want to rate Tasty F on on our scale. Mariah went a four point um, I'm not going to quite go four but I do really like that beer. I do enjoy it. Um, it. It is a very good transition beer to me. Like if if I like I really like the dark heavy stouts. I like the barrel aged stuff when it's cold. That's pro- that's uh, there's no probably to that. That's kind of how this got started, right? Um, it's it's 20, 32 degrees, 20 degrees outside, 30 degrees outside. I'm coming out here, sneaking out of here, turning on the hot tub, and then curling back up into bed, and then it's warm, and then coming out here and popping a beer in the hot tub with my wife and enjoying it. And, and I love that experience, and that's part of that experience. As the temperature warms up, that stout fits well in that transition. That's a very, very good spring stout, and I like the, the flavors that are added to it. Uh, I'll, I'll compliment you in the sense that I don't think the adjuncts overpower the beer the beer is not about the adjuncts the beer is about itself it's about that base beer and those adjuncts are there just to kind of highlight bring another level to it um and so i know we've run into other breweries that we've tried that like all right all i'm tasting is adjuncts i don't taste beer anymore um and we're beer fans and so if if you got that in there we want to taste the beer Uh, i'm gonna rate that probably at a three seven eight nine Eight nine eight nine, and then I'm going to draw the line over the eight nine. So we're going to go eight nine, repeating into infinity. Uh, that's where I'm at with that one. This, oh, good call. Uh, yeah. Yes. How many eight nines do I put before the six nine? As many as, as, many as we need. Uh, that's that's where we're at. So th- 
it's, it's a very good beard. And thank you for bringing it here, sharing it with us. Thank you for uh, for the for the nitro extra pour. Uh, those uh, those pictures will be showing up on the Instagram. That's going to be pretty fucking cool. Uh, so we'll start over here, Sylvia. Tell us tell us your rating on Tasty AF. You know, I love the beer. Um, I don't drink stouts during the summer. I don't care what anyone says. Stout season comes to an end as soon as you know pool season starts. So uh, that's for me. I would probably give the beer, you know, I don't know, 3.75. I like the beer, but it's not my favorite beer. Okay. Uh, Not because there's any faults to it. It's just because there's a lot other beers that I would prefer to drink. I'm a huge fan of IPAs and lighter drinking beers. And while this is a uh, fire pit beer for me, you know, hanging out, camping, um, now that it's in cans, perfect right mm. you can pair it with s'mores yeah exactly exactly um you know yeah 3.75 for me all right sir part owner head honcho uh man um so i'm gonna say 3.8 uh for me I, i'm very similar to sylvia i don't drink a whole lot of stouts uh out of season um but uh I do a lot of drinking indoors, mm. uh, so <laughs> stouts are wonderful for that. Um, but uh, I don't always reach for a tasty AF, but when I do, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I typically go back for two, three more cans. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really hard for me to not just down it. Um, kind of like my Starbucks and Dutch Brothers drinks, I just down those drinks so fast. Oh, so good. Uh, tasty is very similar to that for me. Um, so I have a lot of fun with a six pack. Nice. All right. Louis, you're the man, the brewer. How close to perfect is this when you brewed it? I mean, it's, it's a very close to perfect beer. I mean, uh, we've gotten so much love, so much good feedback from this beer. Uh, I think about what, three years they had that, uh, bracket, bracket, uh, beer brackets. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, it, it, it got. Oh, that's right. Best beer it was a uh, Oh, did it really? Yeah. It I think beer, beer, Chroni- beer Chronicle put that on. Houston yeah. Beer Chronicle. Yeah. yeah. Houston beer Chronicle put it together, and, and Tasty got first place. Before nice. We were yeah. Celebrating our one year anniversary, we were voted. Yeah. Best Hell yeah. So you hadn't even been uh, been open a year. You're already getting uh, best beer in Houston with it with a Houston Beer Chronicle. Yeah. Hell yeah. We kind of took it took it by storm, and we. We were just so happy with it. You know, we almost didn't make this beer. Really? Oh, you hear it here first. Okay, yeah. tell us the story. Tell us the uh, So we were very excited about this beer, but we almost didn't make it because Josh, at the beginning, also had an equally great stout uh, in his oatmeal stout. Mm. And we were thinking of making the oatmeal stout when we first opened and going with that. Uh, but... We had a change of heart. Maybe Josh had a change of heart. I can't remember who. Uh, but it was the peanut butter chocolate milk stout that came out instead of the oatmeal stout on day one. And it just it, it killed it for us. And ever since then, it's been doing it. Uh, it's been sealing the deal for us. It put us on the map. Uh, and it's, yeah. Nice, what man. us here today. Hell yeah, dude. Bring us here today. Bars that didn't even have nitro taps got nitro taps because of Tasty. Really? Yes. Yes. That's impressive, so, man. 
Well, I mean, hats off to y'all. That's that's badass. Like the, from the from the very beginning, you're making your footprint on the Houston beer scene, uh, which is you know, especially at this point in time, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you, you, there are tons of breweries doing great stuff out here, um, and and to be able to say that our, we got our footprint, like Tasty is ours, and and anywhere you go, like people are wanting to install nitrogen taps for us. Uh, that's pretty fucking cool, dude. Uh, we yeah. Never- we never change it. So it's just, it's, you're always, Tasty is always going to be number four <laughs> on our list. It's just, it's just like, thank you. As it's, it never leaves. The tap handle literally is the only one that never gets taken away. There is one brewery that doesn't like us too much. Are you allowed to say their name? Uh, they're from Ireland. <laughs> ah, they don't like y'all? Well, because of, we're taking their nitro tap. Oh. Oh. Listen. That's a whole lot of work, too. <laughs> Those guys. So we've, we've talked about the podcast. Uh, we'll talk on the podcast a lot about, like, um, I don't, how do I say this? Causing good trouble? I don't yeah, know, yeah. maybe? You, you're at, <laughs> we're in a legal battle right now with Boulevard, so I don't even are know. But, well, well, but, but Boulevard, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in a legal battle with Boulevard, but I don't. I don't know if Boulevard knows that I'm in a legal battle with them. Um, so, Boulevard, if you're listening, cease and desist with our logo. Um, that's how it works. Really right? familiar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They must cease and desist with our logo. And if they don't, uh, we will continue talking shit on the podcast. That's really going to be the uh, – that's, that's really the only consequence that they have, um, which is free publicity for them, assholes. Uh, so, the but, uh, but just – that seems to be part of the industry, right? Yeah. Everybody kind of steps on each other's toes a little bit, and the ones that are get upset about it, the ones that like think a little bit too much of themselves, are the ones that like kind of go after you with a cease and desist. Yeah. So, have you yeah. got a cease and desist from them for stealing nitro taps? Uh, not yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> uh, once I think we get more on a bigger uh, span, they'll probably be like, "Hey, guys, like." Stop taking our nitro tax. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, listen, uh, if if you're a brewery in Ireland and you're listening, um, Saloon Door does it without widgets. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to say it out loud. It's on the podcast. Saloon Door does it without widgets. Without widgets. Without widgets. Maybe that needs to be the next thing That's on the glasses. Oh, it is a T-shirt. Yeah, so you, you each got some hot tub beer sunglasses up there for you today. Uh, and so on the side... Is is quote from the from the first episode, right? Uh, Hitler would be pissed. Um, so, so we were at uh, No Label underneath the rice silos with Jacob Asbill and Boris, and uh, we're sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, it breaks out into Jacob, Jake. And Boris all just start speaking German at each other, and I have absolutely no idea what to oh, do. Yeah. I'm just sitting in the corner, just observing this shit, and they're explaining it to me. And they, they there's three. Uh, it's, it's not pronouns. It's uh, like, you know, in, in Spanish, we have the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. They had masculine, feminine, and the neutral. Oh, the neutral. There's a neutral in that, in that language. And so I was like, that's like the first non-binary uh, part of the language. First no, non-binary. Uh, well, no. yeah, I, don't, I think they, like, that's why I was like, if Hitler knew that there was non-binary portion of his language, <laughs> he would be pissed. Uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go well. I don't think that's, I don't think that's his M.O., yeah, so, but hats off to Germany for being progressive with their language. Absolutely. Amen. So, guys, I want to say again, thank you very much for coming. Thank you for taking the trip because I know 
Oh, absolutely, man. Y'all are welcome anytime here. I know the trip is not a, a quick trip. Uh, it's we, You said 55 minutes to an hour from South Houston. But, man, we really enjoyed you coming. We really enjoyed you bringing the beers. Uh, thank you, Steve, for coming and taking pictures for us. Thank you, Mariah, for waking up today after your 80s prom. Um, but no, I haven't gone to sleep yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so if, if you like this podcast, if you like what you listen to, please make sure that you're sharing it with all your friends. Um, the, we are part of the Cross the Stream Media. There are tons of podcasts across Stream Media. We like to pr- uh, promote each other. So jump on their page. Jump and look at all that. You can find a link to their page in the link on our bio in Instagram. It's a link tree. There's a link to Cross the Streams Media. There's a link to find our podcast on any of the podcasters that you listen to, as well as a link to support us financially. You can support us for as little as 99 cents a month for as much as? Um, infinite. Infinite yeah. amount of dollars a month. Yeah. That's the first time that we've thrown infinite out there. You just stole Jake's line. You may have stole it for good. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, well, infinite is more than any amount that Jake has put out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you win just by monetary yeah, value. Jake, yeah, I win. Take that, Jake. Jake, we hope you're having fun playing disc golf today. Fuck you. And until next time, guys, enjoy your hot tub beers. Stouts, pilsners, boxing weeds, having hot tub beers, just my friends and me.